I remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebrae and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, there was just us, the Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, we return to our heroes right where we left them, releasing creatures that were once held captive by the exotic creature smuggler, Balo Lin. Thank you to our backers, Stark, Justin K, and Trent for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, maybe even checking out a few of the other shows on the network. And with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Here we go. I kind of hate that I can see myself. Is there a way to turn that off? Has anybody figured that out? Uh, right click, right. show my camera. Hell yeah. Or if you change it to focus and then just never talk. <laughs> <laughs> also an option. Now I just see a little little, little old uh, artsy Jackson. So there you go. That works there out. There it is. Cute. Who's that? Who's Jackson? Who's that Pokemon? Okay, but for real though, in like, so at the time of this recording, we are getting ready to announce our characters for episode one. And... You have no idea, Ryan, with the like the hints on Twitter, how much I wanted to already have art that we could silhouette. <laughs> oh, it would be so to great. A, to do a who's that Pokemon style reveal for our characters. Look, we can still do it later. Like it's just it's just audio descriptions until people see art. <laughs> I guess we that's can fair. absolutely do that. Um hey Maddie. What are Maddie, you doing? my girl, what's up? Where, how's your weekends? Are you, you busy? In, are you in Colorado or Montana or Africa? We don't know. Are you in Wales? Madagascar. In Monstro, an actual whale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you full Geppetto right now? <laughs> my Can God, we Walter. never go the full Geppetto. Yo, man, my- you ever been full on Geppetto? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> in that in high school, I played Geppetto in a production of Pinocchio. You know, get get drunk, make a wooden boy, and then get eaten by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call that a Geppetto. I call that a Tuesday night. Having a hot <laughs> Geppetto summer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing more to add to that. Uh, okay, that just leaves the methods. Let's let's roll out to the pond, and then I think we can call this a job well done. All right. As we're as we're rolling out, I will bonus action um, convert sorcery points, so I'll get a spell slot back. Cool. The three of you make your way out to the pond. It takes eh, probably about like half hour or so to get you know from where you are to a secluded enough spot for you to feel comfortable and there's a good number of caves there's the water there what do you do can i ask you a question chase please 
one of my artificer abilities uh, for making for infusions, mm-hmm. um, I have a magic item that I can produce. Sure. Uh, Technically, uh, this happens at the end of a long rest when I make an infusion. Okay. But like, I feel like this is something Harper would have made before. Is it? Would you be okay if I used this to uh, uh, to have my alchemy jug on hand? Oh, sure. Cool. So, um, Harper pulls this uh, out of out of her bag. Pulls this like, um, you know, those like collapsible like camping mugs. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like that that it kind of just kind of goes. Th- 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 and makes this like tall cylindrical almost thermos shaped uh jug that has a bunch of different corks on it on different uh sides because I, I know we've got a bit of a travel uh i will lean down and whisper into the jug beer please and uh i will if this thing will over the next two minutes produce four gallons of beer um that's a lot of beer so oh always have an artificer on hand i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna pour us a couple drinks as we uh head out to miller's pond harper is the wet bar <laughs> i have a couple th- different things i can do with infusions um like soup up people's gear but one of them is i can just reproduce a magic item uh and so i've i have selected the alchemy jug as one of the things i can make just as a side note, Arabin is going to politefully decline the beer. Noted. Noted. It's just when I drink, the little voice in my head gets a little bit louder. Yeah, no worries. Um, is this a voice in your head that you like having or do not like having? Could I get back to you on that? Tell them. I don't know. I'm curious now. This isn't the time. Well, this thing can also make water too. So, like, you know, down the line, I can we can just do some nice, you know. It's like it's like it comes out like ice cold. It's so refreshing. Oh, that's boring. This really isn't the time. When is the time, though, Arabin? Never. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Arabin, uh, do you have two voices in your head or just one? Are am I counting my own? Uh, you uh, you don't count like other voices in your head. Is it one or is it two? Just one for now. Okay, that's actually um, more concerning because <laughs> if it was two, there's been studies on this. Um, a lot of people have two disparate voices in their head, right? Um, they have the way they think and then they have like the good them and then the bad them, right? Um, and you have these two different voices on either side and it's supposed to even you out and put the world into balance and all of these things. Um, just one voice in your head, though, that does... Um, well, that would explain uh, the magical prowess that you demonstrated back there. That does not come from many uh, different places. Um, the eldritch origin of your powers uh, would lend itself to there being a single voice in your head. Um, is the voice trying to speak to us? No, it's only to me. Okay, okay, that's good, good, good. And you say the good self and bad self... I think the good self may have died. Oh, don't be so traumatic, Arabin. <sighs> you know exactly where I come from, and I'm not internal. Once I figure you out, <laughs> I will control you. <laughs> oh. oh, that's what I like about you. Endless optimism. I assume that all of that happens silently. Yeah, that's in my head, but the amulet around my neck is glowing. Oh, yeah. 
That's interesting. Well, I don't know. I, I know that you've met uh, Lenny. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to spend much time uh, not researching with Lenny, but um, he's got a great couch and he's a good listener. I'm trying to research with him, but apparently calligraphy is more important to him. It is very important to him. Uh, it's a lost art form in his eyes. You know, uh, penmanship makes the man. So he says, um, which is quite funny because he can't see it. Like he said, he might say your penmanship's terrible, but he can't actually see it. Not very well. Well, he's making me write before he helps me find what I need. That's just a rite of passage. If he didn't, if he wasn't going to help you, he wouldn't make you write lines. What is it that you need? Just, I just need to research. That's all. All right. Mm. Keeping them at arm's length. Interesting strategy. They could help. Well, I know that, you know, Cecil's got a lot of, lot of knowledge at their disposal, and I'm pretty savvy. Like, I, I'm more hands-on than, you know, normally than having my head in a book, but, like, I know my way around a, uh, a scroll and schematics and... No disrespect, but I feel it's a little out of the range of Tinker Toys and Paper Pusher. All right, well, you know where to find us if you ever change your mind. I did take care of the corpse, by the way, just so we're all on the same page. There was a corpse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arabin, you're not very good at this communicating thing, are you? This is what I'm learning you today. You said you ran him out of town! I said he wouldn't be an issue anymore. You could have been more clear. <laughs> oh, man. So he's just dead? Yes, he's quite dead now. Um, well, you know, I wouldn't talk this up to a complete victory because we did kill a man. Yeah. You said we were taking him to the basement. I thought that was subtext. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Not at all. I thought you were just going to, like, kick him in the knees, he was going to fall down, and we were going to close it, cast some magic around it so he couldn't be heard, take care of the wagon, and then uh, go get the Night Commander, and the Night Commander could make a decision about what to be done with Balo. Um, so he is uh, still down there in the basement. Um, he will be great fertilizer for some uh, fresh teas I have in mind. Well, just remember, I didn't deliver that killing blow. I'm quite aware of what you forced us into hmm. this evening. But regardless, we are all in the same order now, and we have each other's backs one way or the other. Yeah. That's a promise. Yeah. yeah. That does sound like kill. Taking him to the basement does it sound writes. like kill. Like, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying that, like, I wasn't there. I can't speak to it. I'm just like, like first blush, first instinct. I'm like, that does kind like of sound like killing a murder. Like to the basement. Basement, like hell. Like take him out, and then, you know, like the basement where, you know, it's dark and no one else is around perfect place to do a murder i can hear it look i hear it yeah no like i hear it now i'm right? sure in, in the moment yes. like you know tensions are running high adrenaline's pumping sure mm. i've also realized that um at the time it was said arabin was not aware that i literally had a basement learned something new every day so i i was being literal and we are learning and our communication improves i mean it's our first Plus, it's our first job together like there's going to be some growing pains and our last I pray th that we don't have to go kill people more. Sure, this has sure. been quite the evening. I have a tra traumatized 17-year-old on my hands now. I remember that life. Anyway. Well. Methods and frogs. <laughs> Cheers. 
no check required, you very quickly figure out that the only way you're going to get to where you're going is through the woods. It takes a few hours, but eventually you do find yourselves at the banks of Miller's Pond. It's quiet on the banks. It is a cloudless night. Stars shine in the air. The moon hangs. Yule ornament hung in a tree. So how f- how far away from Bering are, are I we? I would say like a mile? You're, you're a good probably like two miles out of town at this point. You've got some distance. You can see it very clearly from where you are, but no one's overhearing you. Nobody can see you just by a casual glance. Okay. But it's like two miles back through the forest, not on the other side of the pond. Correct. Okay. Well, Harper, you said you wanted to stash this somewhere? If we can, I'd really, uh, I'd like the time to kind of take her apart and see what it's all about. Can I make some sort of knowledge of the local landscape? Is there a, is there a drop cave? Is there a safe cave somewhere that the Outriders use? Go ahead and make me history at advantage because you're you're looking in the local area. I guess it would help if I was looking at my skills. History in the local area, 21. Nice. With advantage. I need the Dragon Age cave, mm-hmm. right? That shows up tor- 13 times and has a different layout. Right. But but has like the it's like the it's like the cave where we drop the supplies or if somebody's on the run a little bit or we need to hide somebody or something like we don't use it often or ever, but it's here. It's here. Yeah, absolutely. You can find that. Um, yeah, there is a cave not too far off from where you are right now. Um, it's been years since anybody has needed to use it for outrider purposes, uh, but you know exactly where it is. It's just down there a bit. I mean, we have to go over the the... The gravelly bit and across the sand, and but it, there's a little rock there outcropping. We can get around it and hide it a little bit more, so it's not right. visible across the lake. Let's um, let's maybe let these critters out closer to the pond. Sure, and uh, then we can move that thing over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll uh try to crack these cages. Absolutely. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll that check again. That's a seventeen. Done. Uh, who are you letting out first? Um, first we'll do the frogs. So you let them out, and they look at you. I, I feel like I'm doing just little concierge service things every time. I'm like, the door's that way, you're free to go. And they, like, kind of, like, skitter. The hops on these guys? Massive. Holy shit. Big ups. Big ups <laughs> from these, like, dog-sized frogs. Dog frogs. And they yep. make for the water and kind of like burrow down in and nestle in, and they seem pretty happy. Hell yeah. That's great. There's no way they're native, <laughs> but they are now. <laughs> for the for the Mephits, uh, can we get this cage out of the wagon before we let them out? I just, it feels a little safer that way. Give me... What... A check would you like to make to get this cage out of there because they are not happy to be in there can i use my smith's tools how uh, dis- so l- l- let me ask this how is it secured to the wagon is it like 
is it like part of the internal structure? Is it like bolted to things? Like I said, it's bolted. Okay, could make that argument. Then like then I would try to like yeah, basically undo any like fasteners. Okay. Uh, so that it becomes kind of freestanding, and then maybe call over to Arabin and be like, you know, help me lug this thing out of here. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, roll me Smith's tools. Smith's tools. Also, does anybody know, like, these creatures' natural predator? Methods? Yeah. They don't really, I don't know, they're mud, so the sun? I thought maybe I could scare them in uh, calming down a bit. I mean, hey, it worked with the death chicken, so I'm not going to stop you, really. Mm-hmm. Chase, do I know what the Mephits natural predators are with my earlier <laughs> kind of check? They don't, I mean, like, they don't really have one. You kind of nailed it right yeah. on the head. They're, they're, they're <laughs> elementals. Nothing is eating elementals. Yeah. Um, like, Let's see, what's the opposite of mud? Steam? Steam, any kind of heat, really. Okay, okay. so they're elementals. Yeah. Could I... Try speaking to them in abyssal to see if they respond. You could certainly try, yeah. Or just... Give it a shot. Okay, so I'm just going to say, like, do you understand me in abyssal to them? Uh, You get no response. Uh, Then I'm going to try it in celestial. You similarly get no response. All right, I'm out of ideas. If uh, you all would like to make either a history or arcana check. Arcana checks across the board. Uh, 18 arcana. Okay. I got a dirty 20 arcana. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay, all of you would get this. You know that these are elemental creatures of and, you know, different elemental planes. Uh, your best guess would either be Terran or Aquan. Mm. I do not speak I do not speak elemental, so I don't think I'm going to be able to help here. Do either of you I know a fair amount of dwarvish, but uh... It was honestly a long shot, but who knows what they speak. I also speak the party language, halfling. Well, how many are there? There are three. Right, well, we let them out and send them on their way. And if they fuck around, they will find out. Go ahead and roll the... Um, uh, I have rolled... Yes, I have rolled a 12. You are trying to work on the lock when the method does lash out. This is when Chase kills me with mud. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think an 11 is going to hit your AC. No. So. Not this tin can. Working on getting the cage unbolted from the interior of the wagon. Mm. And one of them reaches a hand out and just like tries to like slash at you. But you are a tin can as previously described. So it just hits your armor and makes it a little muddy. Ah! Ah, God damn it. God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done fucking with these things. I'm out. I'm walking out of the way. I'm, I gotta take a walk. <laughs> I just have to, you know when just like something pisses you off so much, you just have to remove yourself from the situation yep. and just cool off. Uh-huh. Harper just does a little walk, just like one of those, just a cool off walk. Well. Get my, get my heart rate back down. Should I try to blast the lock open? Ah, hell. Well. They seem to not be responding well to us. We can try and let them out again. And if they look, sometimes uh, beasts just need to be put down. I'm not thrilled about it, but to be fair, 
blasting the lock off was not a euphemism this time. (laughs) I was genuinely talking about just trying to set them free. We really do need to work on our communication a bit here. We are are learning. All right. Well, you can stand back and let it happen. Uh, Blast the lock off and see what happens. Harper! Yeah! Uh, Bring your pointy thing. We're going to try to open it from a distance. And if they fuck around, they will find out. Okay. Do you need a health potion? (laughs) (laughs) Could I have taken a short rest on the wagon, Chase? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let me roll one of my brilliant D8 hit dice. (laughs) On the table, half health. (laughs) Okay, that's four points back. Okay, I'm I'm down one. I'm fine with that. Okay, All right. cool. I'll I'll come out. I'll get the shield back up. I don't have any of my spells back, but mm-hmm. actually, fuck the spear. I'm gonna cast magic stone again and wake up some rocks and get them loaded in my sling. Mm, good call. Okay. All right. Once Eat. I'm standing a few feet back, mm-hmm. I just go. Here goes nothing, and I fire off an eldritch blast at the lock on the cage. Should I make a attack roll? Yep, roll to hit that lock. That is a 16. That'll hit. Roll damage. Four. The lock becomes bent and twisted. It shakes for just a moment before it ultimately does fall off. After a moment of the lock being off and the Mephits realizing they are not in immediate danger, one of them does, like, broach the door and pushes it open with its weird little mud hand. Fascinating creatures, really. Yeah, it's much more fascinating once they're gone. Um, Oh, yeah, no, seconded. And the three of them buzz up, and they're looking at you, Arabin and uh, Cecil, both of you who are in there. How do you address them? What do you do? Because they are just, they they get out of the cage, and they hover there in the air, and they're just looking at the two of you. I want to sort of show them my hand and say you're free we mean you no harm go ahead and give me a persuasion check it's a 14 with a 14 these creatures look at the two of you and then buzz out Harper you see these three things take off into the night in a flying V formation into the sky, over the pond, gone. Harper, as they fly overhead, Harper's neck like fully sinks down into her armor like a turtle. <laughs> oh, okay. just like a, just a, just a. <laughs> I need to be honest with the both of you right now. I absolutely forgot they could fly. <laughs> we really didn't need to do that near the pond. No, we did not. Yeah, I super forgot. I mean, like. It made sense, like mud, and like like it, mud doesn't look, fly. It absolutely does. I stand by our choice. Yeah, but it is getting mud, late. Mud don't fly. It apparently does now. Mm-hmm. All right, you know well, the saying when you know the saying when mud flies. Now the question remains: If we stash this wagon, what do we do with the horses? We can ride the horses back into town. I'm sure someone can. Uh... It's like, hey, we found them on the road or something like that. I think they just belong to the Outriders now. We can take them back to headquarters. Uh, Yeah, we can can common horse them. Question to Chase? Yeah. How noticeable are these horses? Are they just regular horses? 
Yeah, they're just horses. Okay. It's just a couple of guys. Yeah. Just a couple of wild, crazy guys. Just making sure, like, we didn't ride in and they're like, hey, we saw those horses leave. Here, I got a plan. You ready? I take one sat. Are they saddled? Um, they are harnessed. They are not saddled for, like, riding, but they are, like, harnessed up. We'll switch the harnesses. Mm. That way, brand new horses, basically. That's absolutely how that works, yes. That's- Genius. <laughs> That's filing off the serial numbers on that. Yeah, the Major Domo, I'm sure, will be pleased to have a few more horses at our disposal for whatever yeah, we may need to do. Um, I think also that... Um, Having two more horses will go a long way to smooth over the murder. Yeah, minus one random merchant plus two horses. That's easy math. Seems like mm-hmm. a decent day for the outriders. Yes. Um, they got to mm. gotta ride something. I wonder if I'll have to notarize paperwork about the man I murdered. Hmm. We could just not tell anyone. I mean, a bunch of people did see Balo Lin ride out of town on his wagon that he came in on. Uh, well, I definitely um, impersonated the night captain this evening uh, en route to this murder, so I will be telling the night captain that I impersonated mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. night captain because they need to maintain that cover for the town guard. Right, 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 I right, right. That's okay. Fair. It'll all be in the report. I'll write it all up. I know neither of you want to or will, but I enjoy it, so <laughs> that's fine. Oh, no, I love a good report. I, would you like to do the addendum? I'd love to. I got I to gotta keep myself occupied with something while, you know, the everything like casts and sets. So we take the two horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go back to bearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stupid late at this point, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So we'll it just... is dead of night by the time you get yeah. back. So we just hitch the horses up. I'm going to get up early, have some tea, and I'll finish the report in the morning, and I'll meet you all over there around, you know... 9, 30, 10 or so, we'll take the horses, we'll figure it all out in the morning. Does that work? Sure, yeah, I mean, my, my quarters are at the crypt, so... Fair, yes, yeah, true. You can find me there. The three of you part ways, well, Cecil, you part ways, I, I believe, Arabin, you probably live at the crypt as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say just briefly before Harper and Arabin kind of go off to their respective, yeah. like, rooms or whatever, I would just kind of stop and, you know... I can't put a hand on your shoulder because I'm three feet tall, but, like, I do the halfling sleeve grab uh, and just say, like, hey, um, you know, we've all done stuff that we're not the most proud of, like, you're not alone in that. I'm not ashamed of anything I did today. I'm not saying today. I'm just saying in general. Sure. Have a good night. Have a good night. I appreciate it, Harper. Unfortunately, not the first man I've killed and likely not the last. Not in this line of work. I much prefer the papers. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. It's well past midnight by the time you part ways. There's a handful of guards wandering around town, making sure that everything is all right, but you're all regular enough around here. They pay you no mind. Cecil, you make your way back to the Steeping Scrolls, to your apartment above the shop itself. Katie has gone home. And actually, I meant to ask this earlier. Uh, what is Katie's home life and home situation like? Uh, I don't want to call it a halfway house, mm-hmm. but I think it's one of those kinds of situations. If there's there's enough 
teenagers in the mm-hmm. town that they they have a place kind of together and there's probably uh someone from the town or from the outriders who kind of watches them and kind of lives with them kind of like a like an oldest kid in the orphanage situation yeah like oldest kid in the orphanage but i do think there's other teenagers there too sure like there's probably like three right right the town's only so big but i think they Mm -hmm. kind of like they're they're well taken care of right they get to kind of learn how to live on their own earlier than they wanted but here we are sure you walk into an empty tea shop i go inside and shut the door and ritually cast alarm Mm -hmm. uh which uh looks from a from a ritual standpoint looks a lot like somebody locking a door and turning off the neon (laughs) (laughs) yes you've got like a little what's it called like a little pull string box and the box doesn't really have much but that is the material component to set alarm for the building (laughs) yes it alarms the building uh the lights go out uh and uh, cecil lives uh upstairs like there's an upstairs apartment Mm-hmm. type situation it's not huge but it's a couple rooms and uh he just kind of walks through the tea shop and uh does like cursory glance of closing and just is ready to go upstairs and pass out sure and Arabin. what does Arabin's nightly ritual look like i think at this point he's just if he has anything from the library or anything that he's trying to learn about, he would look through that. Otherwise, he has a note from his brother that he's had for years, and he sort of just always has that with him. Mm-hmm. So not every night, but he'll look at it from time to time mm-hmm. as to not forget what he's trying to do. The note is old at this point. The edges of it are flaking. I can't imagine there's much more in your life that you are more delicate with than this ragged piece of paper that is around your armor and all of the rough things in your life, but this one small, delicate thing in your hands, there's a weight to it for how light it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the one thing that he has of his former life. Uh, Because I'm sure whenever he does sleep, he's just having nonstop nightmares. It's not great. It's not great. You gave up a lot to go on this particular journey. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you realized you would be giving up that much or what giving it up would mean is another thing entirely. But here you are, and you've been worse places. Yeah. But he just he just saw what he picking up that amulet was just the next step in what he thought he needed to do. Mm-hmm. But he did not know what was coming. Do you know what that letter says? Yeah, it was just a note to me from him uh, after we had started running our sort of con that we were running from town to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, just letting me know that he was proud of me. And that there's no one he'd rather be working with and making money with. The bad dreams don't start for a while. They come. But it takes a while. Harper, I imagine... I imagine Harper just falls asleep working on their latest invention. 
Yeah. It's almost done. There's like a piece that there's like um it's not a mechanical piece. It's a it's like a magical piece that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um Lady Meredith uh Lady Meredith has talked a lot about Seeker Meredith. Uh I, I I yeah, but like I think Harper started calling her that. Like ah. <laughs> she has tried to get Harper to stop calling her Lady oh, Meredith sure. and it has not stuck. For sure. <laughs> But Meredith has talked a lot about things in the world having, like, an inner fire. And I have been... That's kind of what Harper awakens when tinkering and Mm -hmm. bringing things to having a greater property and potential. And I have been trying to get this thing to wake the fuck up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it hasn't yet. So I'm poking and prodding and trying every trick in the book that I can think of before I probably just, yeah, conk out on top of this thing. This this heap of metal. That sounds right. The night passes and you all wake up feeling rest. Chrissy, wake up. Oh boy. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I don't. I don't like this. I don't want it. I don't like it. it. Get out of here. Get out of here, Greenlee. That was really, really well done. Thank Thank you. you very much. You all wake up in your time. Cecil, I imagine you're a pretty early riser. You probably beat the sun up every day uh, just to get the shop open for the breakfast rush. Yep, we get the shop open for the breakfast rush, the morning scones get delivered, and we get everything ready to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this morning, uh, Cecil has delegated all of this and is actually frantically scribbling away Mm -hmm. to make sure that he gets the uh, the best descriptions written down of last night's events to be included in the, uh, the current chapter of Bearing a Brief History that he is writing. Excellent. Excellent. It's never been published because he just keeps adding to it. <laughs> a less brief history each time. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be the final like title is just uh, after brief. There's just going to be a question mark in parentheses. <laughs> a brief history of bearing. Bearing a brief. <laughs> we are a bag of squirrels tonight. I don't know what's in the water, but it's everywhere. It's that level up juice. It's that level up juice. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Arabin, how uh, how does the morning find you? Morning finds him the same as it always does. Mm-hmm. He wakes up. He's glad to see the sun. He thinks about yesterday. And is, he he feels that that was just a job well done. Uh-huh. Absolutely. He thinks things could not have gone better. That sounds about right. Um, Harper, you you wake up in a tangle of metal. Oh, wipe the drool away from my mouth. I'm like sweaty in weird places and just like drool like stuck to my like like dried on my on my side of my face. There is the barest little bit of a rust spot from where you drooled onto. <laughs> oh. I do that thing where I go to like wipe my like face, like run my hands down my face, and unbeknownst to me, I just smear soot across my mm-hmm. face, like I'm getting ready for war. Mm-hmm. And I just go, I just, I just take my like maker's apron off, and I just go into the canteen for some coffee. I look like a fucking mess, man. Harper, nasty. <laughs> 
this is not the first time people have seen Harper like this. Oh, no. This is not the first time this has happened. I imagine Harper's kind of a late riser, too. Yeah. So, like, everyone is fully in there, like, well into breakfast. And you, some are done and just, like, sipping on coffee, waiting for the day mm. to fully start. And you just kind of roll in, in not in jams, but, like, in very clearly in yesterday's clothes. Yeah, like, <laughs> overalls with one of the things undone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> oblivious to the world, just like a morning, y'all. Morning. Oh, it's uh, always brunch, depending on when you wake up. Mm. <laughs> the day... Pretty quickly, you get into mid-morning, and each of you receives a notice. Uh, depending on how close uh, the two of you are in the actual, uh, in the crypt itself, uh, Arobin and Harper, the two of you do hear a bit of a commotion. Like argument commotion or like scuffle commotion? Well, raised voices. Okay, okay. And then you see a now familiar white blur dart out. See, like, stop, and then would wheel around to the two of you, and it's Arkea. Hey, um, gotta get back into it. You went full Gary there. I did. Well, no. Here's what it is. That was Buster Brown. I've been watching. I've been watching Unsleeping City, so I've got like I've got all of the Brennan Lee Mulligan uh, New York accents like right here, right now, and that's hey yo, it's Gary the Fairy Dragon. No, Um, (laughs) the High Captains would like a word with us. I'm gonna go and get uh, gonna go and get Cecil. I'll be back in a few. You can wait for me. I may have right. I may have said too much too soon about last night's events. Okay. My bad. I didn't quite navigate the social order quite. Why did the high captain call for you first and not us? I may have volunteered and showed up. I I'm very grateful. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. I put down my alchemy jug. I've been trying to tinker it so it will produce coffee. Mm-hmm. I have not yet been successful. <laughs> That didn't sound like congratulations to me. No, no, it did not. Moments later, in Cecil's steeping scrolls, a white blur appears near the top of a shelf. Cecil, you pick up on it pretty quick, um, but it has so far gone unnoticed by Katie or any of the other individuals within the actual business itself. It kind of scurries down to you. Yeah. <sighs> Hi, Captain. Would like a word? You know, I wondered when that would be. If it's this morning, that's fine. Uh, let me just uh, make sure KT's good here, and I'll head mm. on over. Right. I'll, um, I'm going to take the back door. And he bips out. Right. Sounds good. Uh-uh. KT, I've got to go outrider business. Oh. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> she is... The last time you said, like, uh, no insight check required. The last time you said Outrider business, there was a corpse within the basement less than 12 um, hours later. Yes, yeah, there was. Um, um, didn't. So, hey, KT. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, you can get one of your friends to come help bus today. Oh, yeah. You know, Ava's been looking for a little bit of extra, uh, there extra you go. work. All right. I'll, I'll bring Ava by. Ava's fine. Sounds good to me. I'll be back in a bit. I go out the back door, 
where I'm sure where I find Harkia. Harkia, you need to see this too, just so we're on the same page. And right. uh, we go to the basement. Mm-hmm. And I look. I'm, I'm gonna make. I need to make a corpse check. Sure. Uh, to ensure it's decomposing and make sure we're on our way here. Sure. Give me a medicine check. That works. Medicine is a 16. Um, with a 16, you wouldn't be seeing a whole lot of movement in that direction quite yet, but the, the signs are there that things are starting. I look over at Harkia and say, so this is obviously the corpse. Yeah. This is where this ended right. up. Well, I'm sure we're going to have to uh, explain all of this, um, but that's fine. Um, it's good for it to be known. But I do want to speed this up just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to do some magic. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I pull my uh, arms into the opposite sleeves and um, sl- very slowly drag my fingers down my forearms. And one of my forearms starts to bleed just a little bit. And I cast Wither and Bloom. Okay. Which is a Strixhaven spell. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I invoke death and life in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point. It uh, Necrotic damage happens. Basically, it's necrotic damage, and I can kind of determine how much decomposing there is, how much withering there is. Parts of it can wither, and the other parts of it can bloom. So I'm hoping that I can force the corpse to decompose while also allowing the tea to bloom a little bit more sure so i am casting a second level spell for this sure i'm using a aoe attack spell for something that's very much not that so sure gm discretion here okay gm discretion is advised so the the actual text of it states that like all of the vegetation in an area withers you can spend hit die to regain points equal to spell casting modifier, yada, yada, yada. What I'm going to read that as is you are essentially like, instead of taking that yourself, you are passing that boon onto what plant like is life is left in that particular trough. Yeah, that's pretty much what I want to do. So yeah, it's not yeah, it's not worded quite like that, but I figured it was close enough. I look the 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 title of the spell is right on point, and like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go with the short text over the long text, you know, if I given the opportunity. Except for Chill Touch, which I will maintain is the worst named spell in all of Dungeons and Dragons. It's not a touch spell, and it doesn't deal cold damage. Preach, Greenly. <laughs> One of those things should be true. one just one i'm fine either way but just one of them should be true it could be called icky icky sticky skelly hand and it'd be a better spell the bad sticky hand like the ones you'd get at like a chuck e cheese where it's like you'd flip them and then it would like stick onto stuff except it would like break after three uses and it would be immediately covered in hair that's but a if better it was spell. called Icky Sticky Skelly Hand, then I would never use any other spell. <laughs> you know, I what? think that's the point. J-Man, you raise a really good point. Why would you do anything else? Wizards of the Coast, I'm hireable. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight? Twip? Excuse me. I need to. I need. I need to stop the podcast right now to spend the entire night writing a Chuck E. Cheese themed supplement to D and D. Oh. 
Chase, that's the new duo Decimus. <laughs> Look, it's not that hard okay, for us to on. write a one-off in just... a Chuck E. Cheese where we've got to fight living animatronics. We have a lot of podcasts left to go, Ryan. Don't go speaking things into existence if you don't want to live them. I Dungeons don't and know. Dragons FNAF edition. <laughs> I don't... Six nights at Greenlee's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what um, season four drug bugs is, but if it is evil Chuck E. Cheese, that seems right. Uh, the Rat King. Uh, don't. Don't Bank that idea. We put it away. We accidentally go to Mechanus and it's very bad. Oh no! <laughs> I'm just writing all of this down. It's just That's full good. of fucked up Modrons. <laughs> the Rat King. Is Chuck of E. Mechanus. Cheese a Modron? Is Chuck E. Cheese a Modron? No, not at all. And actually, those two things can't coexist because Charles Entertainment Cheese uh, mm. is an agent of chaos, and that is yeah. a plan of law. Yeah, you're right. That would explain why everything's going wrong, though. Mm. Look, I have thoughts. There are gears turning. That is not tonight's adventure, though. No, right now, actually, Chase, I need you to describe how my second level Wither and Bloom spell does, in fact, turn uh, allow me to Sweeney Todd better. So you cast this spell. You can see crawling across Balolin's body. His veins fill with the soil that surrounds him. It's as if the body is reaching out for anything, and it is taking in the world around it. And you see that the body does deflate and crinkle in a bit. Harkia is taken aback by this. Oh, you don't really fuck around, do you? No, I don't fuck around. Take that multiple ways. But mm. also, uh, this is very bad. Could mm. be very bad. And oh. I'm trying my best to fix it. Yeah, no, I got the impression that this is not uh, standard operating procedure uh, when no. I mentioned it no. to the no, high captain. No, it's not. Not in the slightest. In fact, Harkia, it's not usually what's done. Do you know when the last time someone died within the town limits of Bering? Well, by uh, outrider hands, according to the high captain, it's been about 11 years. Yes, it has been 11 years. I'm glad he remembers his history. That's very good. Anyway. Well, you were the uh, one to do it. I, that's not the point. The point is, when messes are made, someone must clean them up. And if that's mm. me, that's me. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Right. Well. Let's go. We sh probably shouldn't keep them waiting much longer. Could you help me? Never, you're quite, you're quite wee. Never mind. I'll, there's, yeah, I there's just, not a whole lot. Like, I've got some magic, but... I just kind of... We <laughs> kind of shovel and rake it back in and mm -hmm. bury it and do our best. He lands in the dirt and does the cat back kick to fill in the soil. Perfect. Gets it right up the nose. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly. 
Griffin at Griffcold, and Ryan at RyanBrodel20. You can find Justin on TikTok at JustJustinMichael and myself at TQLoudly. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, okay, guys, so I've had some time to think about it. And I went to Twitter and, you know, some people had some really good points on there. So what I've come down on is that while Charles Entertainment Cheese is more of a Feywild entity, the actual animatronics, those are from Mechanus. Though, like, they can only do the one thing. They can only do exactly what they're told. There's nothing more orderly than that. So, yeah, that's what I'm landing on. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.